All right, welcome back to this week's walk and talk. And this has taken about 20 minutes just to get today's walk started. Everything that you can imagine just happened from construction crews just arriving out of nowhere to a crazy bunch of kids. In fact, talking of a, a crazy bunch of kids, we're gonna have to start with the most insane stuff today first. And we'll begin with what's going on in California. California, the state that I was going to move to back in 2021, 2022, as in permanently moved to, live there full-time as opposed to just part-time. And we've got all these videos breaking at the moment of just insane mobs throughout California. And they tend to be teenagers, which is a somewhat reflective of the times. Nothing to do with Prop 47, of course. And um, if you haven't seen any of these videos, you've got to see these videos of what happens when you decriminalize crime. And these videos are just insane of these mobs just looting, extreme violence as well. And just this week in one of the malls, there was hundreds, hundreds of teenagers that just went on the rampage. The losses now are, I, I don't even know, I've lost count of, is it billions, tens of billions, hundreds of billions in terms of retailers? And uh, is it any wonder that they are leaving California at the moment? Oh, wow, we've got a cormorant there. Look how close he is. They don't usually let you get this close. There he is right in the middle there. But yeah, they completely overwhelmed the security forces. And when they called for police backup, it took so long that, I mean, it's just, it's just insane. You've got to see some of these videos. But I thought it was interesting the way the experts, you know, we love experts on this channel, don't we? I've got to read this out to you as we stand on the bridge here. Experts point to multiple underlying issues for the extreme violence and looting. They blame it on forced isolation and the housing crisis as contributing factors, raising concerns about a broader mental and social health crisis among the youth. They're also blaming this on wealthy people, talking about there needs to be some wealth redistribution and this will help to stop the crime. Yes, we have extreme wealth inequality, which definitely does contribute towards crime and other things in society. We've got the studies, we know that. But actually we know that the main reason when you have this sort of thing going on and you have um, you know, violence and you have looting and crime and all these other things is often can be contributed or attributed to a decriminalization of the laws. So what did they pass in California? Prop 47, where you can basically go into a store, steal up to $950 worth of someone's merchandise. And it doesn't matter if it's a big store or it's some mom and pop business and it's no longer a criminal offense. It's more of a misdemeanor. So they did this to try and stop people from going to prisons and you know all this sort of stuff. But really what it's done is it's allowed all of these 
people now to just go around looting and stealing and causing all these societal issues. And it's interesting that that is going on in California because over in Florida, what did DeSantis just say overnight on the news? He says, you loot, we shoot. You loot, we shoot. You never know what's behind that door if you go break into somebody's house. And of course, he's talking not about the military, etc., but he's talking about homeowners. So in California, you have almost the, the polar opposite views and things like that. But in Florida, he's basically saying, look, if you try and loot someone's house after they've just gone through this thing, this, this hurricane, and they are armed, well, good luck because, um, you know, it's your own fault, basically. Moving over to the next point then, the media, you know, I love to uh, take what they say and flip it around. The media in the US this week has been saying that July has seen these bumper sales, the economy is exploding, everything's back and everyone's got lots of money, things like that. Well, mathematics doesn't work like that and economics doesn't work like that. If you have something, you know, an unexpected amount of sales somewhere, that money has to come from somewhere. And if there isn't any signs of extra money from anywhere, then you've got to look at two things. You've got to look at the savings, people's savings accounts. You've got to look at the statistics there. You've got to look at credit cards. Has the credit card debt gone up? And you've got to look at loans. So that's exactly what I did. And we've got plenty of media on this as well now, alternative media. And the savings rate has plummeted by the most in a long time. I've got the stats here. The US household savings rate plummeted from 4.3% in July down to 3.5%. That is huge. So that means there's been a decrease in personal savings across everyone's accounts by $150 billion just in July alone. And that is absolutely huge. No one seems to be sort of talking about this on the mainstream, apart from alternative media, that people are burning through these savings at a rapid rate. And of course, during the week, I talked about the credit card debt over a trillion dollars now. So this is a zombie economy. This is zombie Bidenomics by any means. Biden just did this funny video. Uh, I don't know which day it was, but I saw it yesterday. It was him with a whiteboard. And I just thought it was so funny. It reminded me of one of those, you know, really old professors that should have retired 20 years ago. But um, Biden, was, it was even worse because he was reading off a, a teleprompter while, while trying to explain Bidenomics. Uh, gosh, it was, it was funny. It's worth a, a quick watch of that video. But don't worry, you don't need to let your savings plummet. No, because there is a course for you. It's called The Psychology of Wealth Accumulation. Uh, yeah, shameless plug there, I know. But you're going to get one of these pretty much every Friday until I really want to get you guys to take this training course because I know it's going to completely change your lives. And, and in fact, I've got another testimonial. By the way, please keep sending your testimonials in. So this one is from Suzanne in Idaho. And, and she said this, Neil's new course, The Psychology of Wealth Accumulation is great value for money and worth every penny. My husband, this is what made me laugh here. My husband isn't a big fan of Neil. Thanks for that. But even he is taking the course with me and said how good it is. We can already see ways in which to both expand our earnings and grow our pension pot. 
Thank you for this wonderful course. I thought this would be a perfect place to do the walk and talk today because it's usually absolute peaceful, no noise. We've got diggers, we've got construction crews, we've got a group of school kids shouting around. Oh boy. The next article then is all around Americans skipping meals. Now remember we talked about UK citizens that were skipping meals and it was a huge, huge number. Well now we've got Americans and this is all around the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program. 42% skipped meals in August and 55% ate less because they couldn't afford food. This is more than double last year's numbers. So we are seeing a crisis here that's being very, very well hidden. The next thing then is Janet Yellen at the G20 summit. They're making, <laughs> this just shows you how you can easily buy media <laughs> because all the media are talking about Janet Yellen at the G20 and Okay, she's got this four-step plan. The latest leader to confirm her participation is US Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen, who will be making her fourth visit to India in 10 months. At the G20 summit, Yellen intends to focus on four key aspects. Uh, so they're, they're all talking about, every media station is talking about this four-step plan. And this is the four-step plan. You've got to hear this. It's pretty funny. Strengthen the global economy. So that's number one. Hmm. Let's think about that a second. Number two, supporting poor countries through debt restructuring. What does that mean? You'll find out in a second. Number three, reforming multilateral development banks. You see where this is going. And number four, building IMF, International Mafia Fund, uh, trust fund resources. So of course, it's all about strengthening the IMF, which is a private financial institution, by the way. So they want to do all these debt restructuring plans with all these you know, developing nations and everything else. And people don't seem to realize what's going on here. What is the IMF? It's private. They're there to make a profit. And there's a story on Pakistan um, towards the end, if we can get that far, because that's just gone crazy as well. As soon as the IMF moves into a country, good luck, because what are they concerned with? They're concerned with profits. So they try to make the country change all of their plans so that the IMF guarantees to get their return. It amazes me how people still think the IMF and some of these other institutions are there for, well, all sorts of birds now. Yeah, seems to think they're, they're there for, you know, to help the world out and all this other stuff. Well, not really. I guess you could say by the loans. Whoa, look at the size of him. That is a cormorant. I'm amazed how close he's let me get to him, actually. Oh, you'll go in. There he goes. No, actually, what's happening is they're worried now about the BRICS Development Bank. This is growing rapidly. And a lot of developing nations, they're going to take their funds. They're going to take their loans from the BRICS Development Bank in the future, not the IMF. So this is actually the truth of what's uh, going on here. I don't know what that noise is in the background, but there's some seriously heavy machinery going on around here today. Okay, let's talk now then about US housing and then we'll go on to UK housing. And we're gonna go off road here. Let's go down this, uh, let's go down this hill so we don't get people in the 
the video. Ah, there's the horses. Do you know what? I brought some apples today from my orchard to give to the horses, but I couldn't find them. So I'll feed them at the end if I can get them over. So yeah, the average rate on a 30 year fixed rate mortgage was 7.18% this week from 7.23% the week before. So this is the third straight week now that rates have been above 7%. Now remember, this hasn't happened since 2002. And over in the UK then, this hasn't happened since 2009. And that is that the housing market is declining very, very rapidly. It has fallen 5.3% annually in August. So this is not looking good for the UK housing market because this is a sort of period, spring and summer, where you see a lot of growth, you see a lot of sales. But what we've seen this year is somewhat of a slowdown. Now, it depends on the area where I live here on the Isle of Man. It's been very different. So we haven't really seen a slowdown in house prices, much to a lot of people's dismay. People have been saying, Neil, I want to buy a house on the Isle of Man. I can't find a house. There's none available and there's nothing to rent. <laughs> and uh, prices are just going up. Why aren't they going down? Well, a little bit different to the UK. But yeah, UK housing is not looking positive at the moment. A lot of issues there. Oh, there we go. You want some wood? We've got a bit of wood there. But yeah, over in India, they are still seeing massive growth. And if you've taken my stock market course, you'll recall I mentioned the Nifty 50. That is your index fund for India. That's their main index if you are looking for growth at the moment, but may come with a little bit of risk. Take a look at, here's a little tip for you, take a look at the Nifty 50, because some of you may just want to diversify a little bit there. In fact, their GDP expanded 7.8% on an annual basis in the quarter, accelerating from 6.1%, and that was recorded in the three months to the end of March. So a lot of growth here. But remember the June quarter of 2022, what did India see? 13.2% increase. That is just mind boggling to see an increase on that scale. That is absolutely huge. But moving from growth to uh, shrinkage now then, oh boy, you know, you know where we're going. We're going back to the UK. <laughs> the UK is struggling on so many fronts, as we talked about a long time ago. And it's, someone asked me recently, Neil, why do you think there's so much pushback from people in the UK when you said that we were going to be one of the worst countries in Europe and suffer so badly and things like that? And I honestly think it's because, because, by the way, a third of my subscribers now, thank you, has finally grown to be the UK. The UK is about 33, 34%. So we're seeing a, a change in the audience demographics as well. But I think it's because a lot of UK people are very proud. I, I think we are, we're very proud people. And we don't like to hear negative things about our own futures and our own finances and jobs and wages and house prices and, and things like that. So I think that's probably why so many people were resistant to what I've been talking about for the last couple of years. But I think people are starting to come around now and see the writing on the wall. And that is the UK is gonna suffer for many years yet. We really are. And there just doesn't seem to be very good plans being put in place 
to enable more growth. In fact, some of these plans are very restrictive in nature. Going across the bridge now, it is beautiful and lovely and quiet today. Let me show you the view here. Here we go, we're at the reservoir, which is full of fish, by the way. It's absolutely packed full. Actually, let's walk this way instead today. So what's the news that's just come out in the UK? It, this stuff just keeps repeating all the time. So what have we been told now, or what's the average citizen? Obviously not the wealthy. Oh no, nothing to do with their jets and super yachts and <laughs> all these other things. No, no, it's the average person. What are they being told? Turn off your heating in the evening. Oh yes, because you're contributing according to the climate committee. Well, you know what you're contributing towards. So you need to turn off your heating in order to save the planet. That is the advice that is being given. And let me tell you how weird this advice is and counterintuitive. Because what they're saying is that you should heat your home throughout the afternoon when you're not home. Okay, you ready for this? So heat your home throughout the afternoon in order to save energy. So that when you get home in the evening, the house is warm and then you can turn the heating off. So it basically goes off by the time you get home. That makes absolutely no sense. And it's the weirdest advice I think I've seen from the government all week. Because I don't know about you, but especially if you're in the UK watching this, but the average UK home is pretty old. It's, it's old housing stock, especially where I used to live in Coventry, which was bombed um, during the war. So the whole, the whole, everything was rebuilt. You know, all these houses, all these terrace houses were just thrown up really quickly. What you might call row houses, I think, in, in, uh, over in America. But they were just thrown up really, really quickly, these houses. They don't have good insulation. They don't retain heat well. So if they're saying warm, the, heat the house all through the afternoon when you're not there, and then in the evening, just turn it off. So let's say you get home at five o'clock at that point, the heating should be off. The house is gonna be cold by, what, seven o'clock? And if you don't go to bed till, say, 10 o'clock, you're gonna be freezing for three hours. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. I really don't understand why they keep talking this nonsense. And the guy who's pushing this whole renewable stuff, he has a gas boiler himself, which I thought was quite ironic. He's trying to push all these heat pumps, which I'm not against heat pumps, by the way. I had a heat pump quite a while ago and it, it did okay, it was, it was fine. And it was pretty useful as well in the summer because I had air conditioning. So actually I, I liked it, but what do I have at the minute? I have a gas boiler and I, in fact, I have two boilers. I've got a propane boiler and I've got an oil boiler and they work just fine. And I don't have to worry about, oh, you know, the gas or what if the gas is cut off or what, you know, whatever, because I've got it stored on site. But anyway, I just thought it was a bit weird and it doesn't really make much sense. And yet you still got the prime minister and the cabinet flying around in helicopters and private jets when there was a 20 minute car journey recently and they took a helicopter instead, Rishi and some other person. I mean, it's just weird to me that people are not calling out all of this stuff. And talking of all the, the climate things at the moment, please drop a comment below on this because I'm interested to know what your thoughts are around the whole climate agenda here. Uh, so we've just had this Clintel. This was signed by 1,000 
609 leading global scientists. They argue there is no climate emergency and criticize the reliability of current models. The group claims that CO2 is beneficial for plant growth and crop yields and dismisses links between global warming and natural disasters. So they're basically saying, there's a lot more to this, but they're basically saying that it hasn't been properly studied and that the man who actually came up with the model that it was CO2, well, even he's backtracked and said that it's been hijacked and everything else and that actually his report wasn't supposed to you know, be used in this way. He said it was just an idea, but it hadn't been fully backed up. So I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments below, just so I know how my subscribers actually view this whole thing. Yeah, that duck thinks it's funny as well. We also had absolute chaos this week across the UK with airports or the air traffic control systems just going haywire. More than 1,500 flights were canceled. What else did we have? Many passengers reported financial burdens with some spending thousands of pounds on new arrangements. Personal consequences. So this was interesting. I thought it was a bit weird actually. So they had these people on TV, you know, crying saying, oh, I miss my daughter's wedding or I miss this, I miss that. And they said, oh, when's your, when was the wedding? Oh, it's, you know, it was today or whatever. And I'm thinking, seriously, who travels on the day of the wedding or the night before? I mean, that just seems unusual to me. If I'm in England, let's say, and my daughter was getting married in Spain, I would travel out there a couple of days before. I don't think I'd travel the, the morning of or, or even the, the night before. Um, I thought that was a bit, um, a bit unusual. Yeah, so we've got chaos over in Pakistan at the moment. Uh, people, ju it's just absolute chaos in the streets. Protests, people burning their energy bills and all these other things because the IMF has offered this $3 billion loan, which actually isn't that much. I wouldn't want to take on a $3 billion loan to do all the things that they're requesting. So they want to remove all the subsidies from citizens' energy bills, which is one thing. And they say, oh, it's to help grow the country. Not really. No, it's to make sure there's more profits to pay back to the IMF, obviously. And if you think it's bad with your tweets and getting censored, well, listen to this story that's just come out. A Saudi man, Mohammed al-Ghamdi, has been sentenced to death for his social media criticism. So imagine that sentenced to death over a, a tweet. Goodness me, I, I shouldn't complain so much about my, my social media censorship. Wow, at least I'm not um, getting that sort of a sentence. Well, all right, I think it's time to go and feed the horses some apples. Now then, these are beautiful, beautiful horses. But I, I think apart from that, that's all for this week. Thank you so much for being subscribers here. Thanks for taking the courses. I know they're gonna help you in your life immensely and, and your family's life. So um, that's about it. Yeah, have a great weekend. And apart from that, take care. God bless you. God bless your family. And I'll see you next week now. Okay, I showed on the apples. Oh, they're looking, they're looking. Again, they're gonna get excited in a second when they realize it's me with the apples. Okay, I think they've spotted these lovely apples here. Grown from my orchard. Here we go. Oh, oh, here it comes. Here they come. 
they're excited is there anything more beautiful than this scene here wow making a bit of noise as well okay are we ready here's number one here we go let's put them on the floor for you go 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 One more. Hey, you've missed one. Look. Oh, no, you got it. You got it. How are they? Were they good? Were those apples nice? Good. I need to get going now so I'm not trespassing. See you next time. Well, I think there was too much sugar in those apples. <laughs> <laughs> They're running all over the place now.